Hometown Ghost Stories contains serious and often distressing events and is not intended for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. I had to watch somebody's toes get sucked in this movie and now I'm not going to get erect for five years. everybody to listen to Ghost Stories Horror Movie Reviews. I am your host, Rob Coakley. Joining me, as always, is Dave Wilkins. Horror movies are supposed to make you uncomfortable, and that was a great fucking scene. <laughs> yeah, they found a way, for sure. <laughs> and I'm also joined, as always, <laughs> with Jesse Wilkins as well. You know what? I, I said that we're cursed with a ton of bad Rob jokes to... Uh kick off the next few episodes and uh you proved me wrong so you made me laugh that's the first it's the first time for everything <laughs> well today we are covering the movie talk to me one we probably should have done a few months ago but we had so many movies to get to i'm glad we're finally covering it before we start talking about this movie dave can you give us the synopsis please sir i can talk to me When a group of friends discover how to conjure spirits with an embalmed hand, they become hooked on the new thrill and high-stakes party game until one of them goes too far and unleashes a terrifying supernatural force. So this movie was done by YouTubers, right? These twins named Danny and Michael Philippou. I believe they're twins. Don't fact check me on that. Pretty sure. And this was their debut horror movie feature-length film. And I think that's pretty cool. A24 picked it up. A24 movies are, in my opinion, pretty hit or miss. And But when they hit, they hit pretty hard. And this one, I think, is one of those that hit pretty hard. I thought this movie was very well paced. I thought the characters were really well developed, which is an important thing in a movie where you're potentially killing characters off. Because when they're well developed, you actually give a shit about them. Mm. So when the kills happen, they don't feel just empty they actually they actually carry weight and i thought that the writers and directors did a really good job with both of those things this story had a lot of depth it was kind of a complex story but it wasn't overly complex or convoluted i thought it all flowed really nicely and fit together really well at the end and i thought that it was pretty well acted for the most part as well which is grounds for just absolute success and i think this was a very shocking at times, very terrifying, very dark and tragic movie. And I thought it was excellently done. Yeah. And just before we go any further, Dave, you did a great job getting through your review without spoiling it. But we are going to be spoiling this movie. So it is a bit newer. If you haven't, you're going to want to watch it, then come back and finish this review. But just, uh, you know, the warning has been there for you. Yeah, because it is a newer movie, so it is important to uh, throw it out there that we will be spoiling it, as we do on all of our horror movie reviews. So this movie was fun. It was fun from start to finish. I love the concept. The acting was great. The Like like you said, Dave, these directors, for them to actually come out and, and put out something this solid as their first, basically their debut feature-length movie, was impressive. Because if you've seen some of their older YouTube videos, you'd be like, okay. I don't know what you're going to get done here. I don't know how it's going to go. But they, the one with they, the clown is one of my all-time favorites. <laughs> they they have some stuff. But it, I mean, it, uh, 
yeah, their channel is full of stuff that you would watch and you'd say, this is entertaining, but I don't know if these guys could pull off a real scary movie. And they did. And th- this movie was, it was fun. It was a, a concept. I mean, a lot of times when you mix like the social media angle into some of these newer movies, it's kind of just cringy to watch and you're like, okay, cool. It's a social media movie, but it played a role in this where they're basically doing like the, the talk to me challenge and they're posting it up on social media and it's blowing up and people are like, it's fake, it's fake, it's fake. It's real. I'd try this and it's not real. But I mean, the second that you watch this ritual take place, basically the concept is if you haven't seen the movie and you're fine with us spoiling it is they have this like ceramic hand that's pretty creepy looking and you, you just kind of shake hands with it or you hold its hand and it sends you into this state where you you're greeted by a ghost and this ghost comes and talks to you and it's a terrifying looking ghost. So we had discussed this actually on our last few episodes about ghosts appearing in their final form. And this is what it probably is, is these ghosts mm-hmm. appearing in their final form, how they died. And some are more terrifying than others. Some are pretty disgusting. And the idea is you could only hold this hand for, what was it like 60 seconds or whatever? 90 seconds. 90 seconds. And you don't want to go any, any more than that because then you could basically welcome in a possession. And as long as you kept it under that, you're going to freak out. Nobody really knows what you're going to do. <laughs> the way that they did this was, was absolutely nuts. I loved it. I, I thought it was, it was cool. It had just, in, just the right pacing, like you said, where you're not getting too much early. And it made sense as to why things got out of control. And basically the main character in this movie who absolutely crushed this role, mm-hmm. she had recently lost her mother and the spirit that came through to talk to her, she thought was her mother. Very well may have been her mother. We never really got that, but you wasn't her mother. Hints along the way that it was something demonic pretending to be her mother, which ended up being something absolutely evil. Unless her mother was just absolutely secretly evil in her life. It was not actually her brother that she was. Now, this, this movie left some things open for interpretation and they had some ambiguous messages in it but it was clear that that was definitely not the spirit of her mother that was something dark trying appearing like you said as her mother to Mm -hmm. try and trick her because their goal was to get the little brother right and you can understand where she's coming from where she just wants some sort of connection and and some sort of closure with the loss of her mother so mm-hmm. when she finally gets to have that conversation that she's obviously been dreaming about having since her mother unfortunately passed away, she starts having those comments. She goes, she doesn't want to let go. And that's right. exactly where this movie begins to spiral out of control. Yeah. I, I think another thing this movie does well, because I agree with you guys on pretty much every single point you've brought up. So not to be redundant. One thing this horror movie does that it does better than 90% of other horror movies is the teenagers acted like teenagers and they looked like teenagers and they look like teenagers. And as I'm watching it, I'm like, okay, if we had the ceramic hand, we would definitely use it. We probably wouldn't be posting it on social media quite as much as they are. But if we were 16, 17 years old, we would hundred percent would be posting it on Snapchat. We'd be posting it on Instagram. Like you'd be going live on YouTube with it as, as a 16, 17 year old. For sure, you would be doing the it the way they did it. So I thought that was kudos to them because you watch all these horror movies and you're like, this isn't how teenagers act. Those also those are thirty year old adults that are playing teenagers. So exactly. you know, I, I still I had really, a few of them that looked a little bit older, but for the most part, it, they they played it off well. Like you get so many of those 
cringy moments in movies where it's clearly how adults think kids talk to each other. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and we're adults, but they're, they're sending like, are you awake with like the letter R and the letter U? Like, okay, this, this is in the early 2000s. I don't think this is how kids text each other. Yeah. These days. And you know, okay. So let's just go on this side rant. The reason why that was invented was remember, we used to have to like press the three button three times to get to a C mm -hmm. or something. Mm -hmm. That's why there was the R U and yeah. yeah, the shorthand. Nobody does that anymore. Because it's not oh, easier. Autocorrect's just yeah. going to come in and be like, Auto that's not what you mean. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you, <laughs> so you don't need the shorthands anymore. Yeah, it's so, oh man, it is obnoxious to watch that on screen. Good point. I hate, I absolutely hate seeing shorthand. It is literally just 70 year olds that shorthand, I think. This is how they're all texting each other these days. <laughs> they're like, I'm never getting rid of my flip phone. Yeah. <laughs> this is what they're going to say so they can meet up with each other and smoke dope. <laughs> thanks old director no this is why the young youtube directors get these things right they know what these kids are actually communicating via and posting on surprised if they were habitually stuff. smoking marijuana cigarettes <laughs> <laughs> yeah so th i thought that was great the other thing that's great is just the the makeup effects on every single ghost in this movie and every single makeup effect in this movie was phenomenal Really well done. Just so, I mean, I think it was all practical effects. I didn't look into it, but if it wasn't, then whatever they did CGI, you couldn't even tell at all. But it, it seemed like it was all practical effects. And God, some of that stuff was really tough to look at, is what I'm going to say. And and that's a good thing. It's a good thing that they, they made the movie uncomfortable. Pacing. I, I know you guys have already talked about it, but God, is this almost a perfectly paced movie flawlessly with your, paced with your highs and your lows and the time for it, just everything about it. like chef's kiss on that. Like so well done. Uh, I love that. It's a new spin on an old idea, right? This is your classic possession exorcist style movie the con conceptually, but done completely different. They found a different way to have the characters be possessed, see the ghost and everything like that. So really well done making it feel brand new. I mean, it is brand new. It's a different idea, but you know, ghosts, how many ghost movies are there? Here's a whole new way that you have to see the ghost. So I, I just, um, I really like the concept. I like the, the creepy little arm that you have to use mm -hmm. the candle. The candle is another chef's kiss. Just the way that they set that up to end to end the movie as well. So well done. I, one of my favorite movies we've watched that has come out recently for sure. It really is good. It's in, it's in my top three for the year of 2023, which maybe we should release a, a special 2023 horror movie recap of our top, top favorite movies at some point. But I really liked the unique way that they, that they lined up the story basically. So you had the very beginning and you had Duckett, very op opening scene. Duckett in his room and his brother's trying to break the door down. They're at a mm -hmm. house party and all you, you, he opens the door and you see this kid with big slashes on his back. And then they come out and Duckett ends up stabbing his brother and then stabbing himself in the face, which was a very shocking scene. And you're like, what was that about? And you don't really know what it's about. So in retrospect, after having watched the whole movie, you got that scene, which is you're an outsider looking from an outside perspective at a strange thing that happened that you don't understand. 
And then the rest of the movie is a POV of your main character, Mia, and you have an inside POV look of her, of what she's seeing that makes her act the way Duckett acted, right? You're seeing what she's seeing. Right. You see her in their house with the father, what she thought was her father, and he's, he's slamming on the door, and it's actually like a demon version of her father while her real father's in the other room, and then she thinks it's a demon, and she stabs him in the neck with scissors. And you know what, what from the outside looking in, that was her stabbing her father for no reason, but you saw what drove her, which is a really good kind of perspective angle that they took to show that, which mm -hmm. I thought was really well done. You've seen it attempted in other movies and not as well. You saw it attempted in the third Conjuring movie, which I thought wasn't yeah. as good. And uh, I thought this they did a, a much better job of, of showing that in this movie. In yeah. fairness, the fucked up thing with the third Conjuring movie thing was that was what actually allegedly happened in real life with a real murder and a real result in yeah, somebody maybe. dying for a real manslaughter, allegedly. But that was with the, uh, the Arnie situation. It was pretty cool. It, I mean, the, obviously the ending was shocking. That opening was shocking. But uh, man, the you knew it was coming. But when the kid, Riley, gets possessed yeah. and... He they can't get the hand away from him because he's basically this was the moment that the demon was waiting for when he starts smashing his face off that tape. Like, dude, that was a brutal, brutal scene. If you can't handle gory scenes of absolute violence and terrifying scenes, and this this isn't for you, but wow, that scene that was took a me, brutal scene. Took me by surprise and then just kept going. I'm like, Jesus Christ, he's not gonna survive this. And he almost didn't. He almost didn't. So whoa. Yeah, even had an eyeball thing in there, and I don't do well with the eyeball stuff. It's like one of the things that I'm like, don't want to watch the eyeball get ripped out. Um, so you had you had a little bit of that going on, but yeah, that was insanely brutal, and really kicks off that you know that downward slope of the movie because everyone's riding high up until that point, and it is a quick fall for pretty much everyone in this movie. I want to talk about some of the potential messages that were in this movie, because I think, well, a lot of movies, especially A24, are not necessarily allegories for for narratives or whatever, or messages that they want to push, but they do have them in there subtly. And they never really come around and explicitly point out what their message is, but they definitely suggest different things. So one of them, I think, is that this whole movie might be an allegory for, and this is my 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 two cents. I, this isn't like a, a popular theory. It's just something that I thought of as I was watching it. It almost feels like it might be an allegory for technology and the younger generation of kids right now that are addicted to technology to the point where it's detrimental to their health. So this movie you had, the way that they did it was they had this hand thing and the kids, they did this ritual, but it wasn't just like a scary ritual that was like, ooh, that was scary. They got hooked on it. They kept having more and more parties and they kept everyone wanted to turn at it because it was such a rush. And there was one scene in the movie where they just they're taking turns ad nauseum just over and over and over and over and again using it. And it, it did kind of feel like that that was something in and of itself. And I, I, I do think that that might have been an allegory for the younger generation and technology. They get addicted to it and then it actually has a massive adverse effect. Well, it also played a role in the movie. I mean, they were get it they were doing it over and over again not just because they were experiencing it but also because what they were posting online was going viral and they're getting all these live viewers on TikTok and stuff like that so right and in that yeah. very opening scene with Duckett and his brother they made it a point for when he came out of the room with Duckett 
and everybody had their phones out. He's like, put your fucking phones away. What are you doing like that? So I do think that they were trying to send a message about technology. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, the other, the yeah, other, gotta get, gotta get these damn kids off YouTube, according to the YouTube directors. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. Well, maybe not then, right? <laughs> maybe not. But uh, it did, it did kind of feel like that. And the other possibility is, is, I mean, the more obvious one might've been, it could have been an allegory for drug use because that would have the same addictive, but I, I lean more towards the technology. I agree. Could have been neither. It was impressive the way that they pulled off this movie with, you know, directors that weren't really movie directors yet. And then a bunch of actors that have done stuff, but nothing like too, too crazy. The only real like actress that I recognized in this was uh, Miranda Otto from the Lord of the Rings movies. So that was, but other than that, I mean, for them to pull this off, I mean, just everybody absolutely crushed this. There wasn't too many people in this movie that I watched. I'm like, well, I could see less of this person on screen, but overall, I thought. Mia's mother wasn't great. Oh, that's the only one. You're right. She wasn't fantastic, but she also was trying to act better. (laughs) (laughs) Good point. (laughs) Well, I was going to bring up the point that she was trying to act like she was her mother while still having kind of a, I'm not really your mother side story to it. But at the same Mm. time, it's like, that's still the act that you need to roll. Uh, I mean, the role that you need to act. So, right. I think if you notice that the acting is off, that means the acting is off. Because I didn't yeah. notice it in anyone else. Correct. Can we talk about the kangaroo? Yeah. Because I actually, this, usually I don't have to Google this stuff or I'll wait to Google it after I have like my own interpretation of what they're going for with the meaning of it. I thought it was pretty obvious. Wow. Okay. Well, fuck me then. What was, what is your interpretation of the kangaroo? She the, hit the, or the, she saw the kangaroo dying and she had a chance to put it out of its misery and she didn't. And she regretted that. And that came around full circle when she had it. Then when the end, when she wanted to put the little brother out of his misery and she remembered the kangaroo, the kangaroo even showed up again in that right before mm-hmm. that. And she was like, I'm not doing this again. I know what he's doing. He's suffering. I'm going to end it. That was yeah, but she did rude, but she, she tried. Didn't. No, she didn't. She, she tried herself instead. No, her sister say her sister ran in last minute. They they cut away, so you don't know exactly what happened. All you know is you cut away and you hear the the car accident. But the sister was right there with the with the brother. I assume the sister shoved her into the traffic. Oh, see, I just assumed that she just ended up wandering in the street without pushing. Same. Yeah. No, the sister came in and saved it. Saved it last minute. I don't. I don't agree with you. That's not my interpretation of the movie. That's and not I what mean, a kangaroo would have done. I mean, that, yeah. that ties the whole kangaroo thing together. Otherwise, what the fuck was it? It and doesn't it, tie it's the so, whole kangaroo it's so Oh, but when light. I tie not kangaroos yet. together, I can't go to the zoo anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, you guys were in an argument, and I just had to get that in there. <laughs> Um, well, well, here's my problem with it, Dave. It's, it's, I, I understand that's what they're going for, but her hesitation, cause my interpretation is she doesn't kill him. She doesn't try to at the last minute, she ends up throwing herself into the traffic somehow. And she he ends up, up being, hopping into traffic. <laughs> sorry, he ends up being fine. So she was wrong. If she would have killed him, she would have been wrong because he oh, wasn't. Oh, absolutely. She would have been wrong. I wasn't saying that she was doing the right thing. I'm saying she was doing what she believed was the right thing in mm-hmm. that scenario. I might have to watch. I've seen the movie twice, but I might need to watch that ending again because I, I just, I don't think it, 
I think that we're having this debate makes it show that it doesn't register well enough. Maybe it wasn't clear enough what they were going for. Not that you have to like jam it down somebody's throat, like what you're trying to go for, but this this might be a little too ambiguous. Right? I don't think. I think. I think think you're missing it. I think it was. It didn't. I'm not trying to be a dick. Like I watched the movie. I think three times actually. But the wow, you watched it one more time than me. Well, what I was saying is like, I got it the first time. I got it the second time. I got it the third time. It was just, I, I thought it was obvious, honestly. And I didn't, I didn't have any other second thoughts about it the until only you brought I it up, which I'm still not having second thoughts about it, but this is the first. But Jesse uh, also saw it the way I saw it. So like, I mean, it, yeah, we were agreeing on what we saw. Yeah. No, none of us saw it, anything. It was a cutaway. They cut away. <laughs> right. Well, no, my first assumption was she decided to kill herself by walking into traffic instead of killing the boy. Yeah. And yeah, well, I mean, that was kind of what I gathered from it. Well, the sister ran in and was there with him at the end. Right. So yeah. it cut away for this reason, for people to, to, to debate about what may have happened at the end. I'm just saying what it struck me as when I saw it, I only watched it once, but it was recently. So that was where I was at there. The only thing, the only problem that I had with this end scene was her goal was to kill the kid, right? Mm -hmm. Instead of just smothering him with a pillow or using any of the sharp instruments or drugs readily available in every single room of that hospital, her first thought was let me wheel him out of the building, down the street, down this hill into traffic. Yeah. Whatever. But at the same time, it's like there's a whole lot of ways to get it done inside there. There's stairs. He's in a wheelchair. That's what I would. That's what I would have done. Yeah. Do I fantasize about it? No. This kid's clearly pretty uh, resilient to trauma. (laughs) Yeah, he did pretty good. Yeah, I I don't think I, I agree with you, Jesse. There's so many other ways to go about this other than trying to get him to the freaking freeway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it does seem it, it does seems a little far-fetched i would have definitely done something in the hospital you you have to use the hospital i can see not using the pillow in the room because there's the window there and someone could be walking by but yeah but you, you're wheeling them out to a highway you're not worried yeah, about that's people my point not seeing I'm, it. I'm, yeah. I'm disagreeing i okay I, that's I'm, a fair I'm, point i i just think with that one particular room i would just wheel them to another room that's like more secluded or something or find something Bring him to the bathroom, right? Like something. I mean, you're in in that moment. If she was a sane person, which sane people don't typically kill people, but if she was just trying to kill him, she wasn't trying to kill him and get away without getting caught. So all right. of this, maybe getting caught in the act before you've actually killed him. But he seemed like he was pretty, uh, pretty easy pickings there at that state of life that he was in. I would say so. Mm-hmm. All right, Dave. Let's what else do you the... want to say? We're wrong about. Um. You are wrong about that one, but I, I, I don't know. But um, even even if you're not wrong about that one, even if he, she did bail last second, that doesn't really change anything. The well, doesn't it though? Well, it's just it's just I they you had the kangaroo scene, and you know that that stuck with her. The the scene's in there for a reason, mm-hmm. and the same thing, the same situation presents itself again at the end of the movie. Like it's it's obvious what they were doing there. And whether or not she followed through with it at the end doesn't really change the fact that she made that decision to wheel him out there to to put him out of his misery like that kangaroo that like what she wished she did with that kangaroo. She yeah, because I, I guess second maybe. Uh, true. Maybe yeah, because about a sister. If you think about it, 
if she was just planning on killing herself, why did she wheel him all the why way towards the edge? Right. You know, just to, well, hey, because because she didn't have the nerve. And with the kangaroo, she got ready to run him over and just didn't have the nerve to do it. So let's say that's what happened. That's they're showing this. They're, they're showing her thought train. Her, they're showing her train of thought. That's what the, that's what the meaning behind the kangaroo was. It was that she couldn't put the kangaroo out of her misery, out of its misery. And she wanted to be able to try it again with the little brother and she still wasn't able to follow through with it, but it's still, it's the same story. It's a parable basically. But that's well, my, that's, but th that's why it's different though. Like that. So that's my interpretation of it. If she actually did try to go through with it, that shows that she was able to overcome it this time. Like, so it, it is two different things, but when she doesn't actually follow through with killing him, if she was trying to kill him, it just makes it more confusing. You know what I mean? But what most therapists and doctors say is if you're too afraid to put roadkill out of its misery, try a human. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fair. Yeah, fair like point. Um, yeah, so we can agree to disagree on that one. But uh, let's talk about the very ending. I think the way this movie ended with her on the other side of the seance there mm -hmm. is possibly the best horror movie ending since The Mist. It was mm. so good. I liked this better than the ending of The Mist. Oh, no. The ending, ending of The Mist bothered mist me. Best. It still bothers me to this day. It's effective. It is effective. ending in horror. <laughs> yeah, it is effective. But it was like, oh, Jesus Christ, you could have done that day one. We're not talking about The Mist. We're talking about this movie. Yeah, yeah. This ending was phenomenal. 10 out of 10 for me. Mm -hmm. Love the way it ended. Just with the, the twist. And just it was the, such a good twist. It got it, like the first time I saw this, I was like shocked. I was like, "Oh fuck!" Like I didn't, I didn't, I didn't even think of it. I didn't think that's possibly where I should have because it's in retrospect, it seems kind of obvious. But yeah, I, I remember I was like, that. "Oh shit!" I get knocked, knocked back in my seat. It was uh, what an ending. Loved it. Yeah, no, it worked perfectly. The I, I love the the best part of that whole thing was her seeing the flame, the candle, and just mm -hmm. like slowly oh, approaching that was so good that that yep. was my favorite the whole thing was good but just that that aesthetic of like oh uh, that's when you really know she's dead right because you're they're they're showing you that she is you see it with the mirror when she doesn't see her reflection and you you you're pretty positive she's dead and then everything goes black and then you just see the flame and you're just like uh damn now she's on the other side of it so very very well done yeah cool. it was great Great Let's movie. Hop into some ratings. What do you guys say? I got this at a four eight. Mm. Almost perfect. Couple of little thing. Couple of little little things here and there that maybe kept it from being a five. But I thought this movie was about as good as they came to us in twenty twenty three. Um. So my two gripes with this movie is there's too much dog insulting. Like they're just they're just making fun of the dog too much at okay. one point. <laughs> And there's too much toe sucking. So it's a half a star removal for me. So it's a 4.5. Fair. Uh, this one. 4.5 weird plastic hands out of okay. five. I can do that. You can find that. That's that's good. That's, that's good. I got it at a 4.9. It was almost perfect. And this movie is one that it's been a long time when I've now I've given out a few fives on this on this uh, channel show. on this here show that same 
were great movies. This one was a great movie, and it's it's one of the few, one of the few movies I've seen in the last like year where I'm excited to recommend this movie to people. Where I'm excited mm-hmm. with, where people are like, oh, what's a good horror movie? And, you know, and I was like, oh, you gotta see Talk to Me. It's a it's a fucking wild ride. It's yeah. so good. So highly recommend it. Four nine, almost a perfect movie for me. Again, I'm with you, Rob. Dog insulting. Can't be doing that. Can't be doing it. Yeah, can't, can't be doing it. Can't but. That's not the only reason. I mean, some things could have been a little bit better. The most important ghost in this movie was the ghost mimicking the mother of the main character. And if she's not phenomenal, then it's just not going to fully work. She was still good and her makeup was creepy, but not the best actress or not the best acting performance from that actress in that scenario. So that's probably my only gripe with this movie. Or Otherwise, it would be a five. And I'm still enthusiastic to recommend this movie. Go check out this movie. It is fun. I'm actually, fun. I'm actually hopeful for a sequel for this movie they're doing it oh are they doing it because yep. you can do because i think you can do this movie with Easy. a whole different group of characters and it's i don't need to see anyone return from the first one and you can mm-hmm. get a whole new story and yeah and i think i would still enjoy it yeah yep. the hand can just end up wherever yes let's yeah. uh let's do this because i referenced it earlier i teased it a little bit what let's 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 do our top three 2023 movies what are they for me it's easy i got them I don't know if you guys want to take a second to think about it, but 2023, I thought was a great year for horror. You know, we wondered if it was going to be able to follow 2022 because 2022 was iconic for horror. One of the best years in horror that I can even think of. And then 2023 came in probably just as strong, if not better. So for me, uh, in this order, it was number one was Evil Dead Rise. Number two was One Evil Lurks. And number three was this. Talk to me. So that's my top three. And it was... uh, killer year for horror i thought yeah my top three would be the same three movies but probably in a different order i would say my number one was probably when evil lurks number two would be this one number three would be evil dead rise even though i think evil dead rise is a five when evil lurks was just absolutely shocking and brand new to me right that that was just i thought you'd give that a five too might have got a five but that one i just that that was my favorite out of all these movies Number two would be this movie because I am, it, it, again, it's one where like I'm excited to tell people to go watch this movie. Family, friends, people listening to this show, like it's it's got to be a good time. And then um, Evil Dead Rise up there too. I, I don't know if I already actually put them up in any specific order whatsoever because they were all awesome movies. So for me, I'm going to go with No One Will Save You as mm. my number three just because I really thought that was different really enjoyed what they did with that movie. I'll go talk to me at number two, and then I will go with Evil Dead Rise at number one. Because I like it. Was so much fun. Unfortunately, I wish I could have done some different ones, but I don't think 2023 was as strong as 2022. I thought we had some really, really good movies for in, in the horror genre based off those three, that three and four we just gave on the top. There's still a few that I want to catch that I didn't see from 2023, but 2022 was a tough act to follow. I'm not saying that 2023 was bad. I I agree. Maybe just for quantity over um, the quantity of of good movies in 2022 was far superior to 2023, but the quality of the movies that were good in 2023, I think that this top three for 2023 would be my top three if we were counting 2022 as well. Speaking of while we're on the subject of movies that we've already reviewed, I went back and rewatched Thanksgiving the other night Mm -hmm. and 
I, I don't remember what I ranked it, but I kept saying it's, it's not, not a horror well. movie. It's not a horror movie. Yeah, I, w- I would amend that score if we were to review that again, which we're not That's going great. to review a movie twice. That'd be fucking insanity. But <laughs> just I, I would, he wants to change yeah. his really nilly scores. <laughs> I got to give it a, a whole other star. I went back. There were moments of tension. I had said that there weren't when we went to go see it. The problem was in the movies, everyone's laughing the entire time. Mm. And it really took you out of, is this movie scary whatsoever? Now, again, I wasn't scared watching the movie again. I'm super strong and brave. But <laughs> Rewatching it, I was like, actually, there are a lot of moments of tension building and uh, the the kills were not as goofy as I had first absorbed them as and, and took them in as. I was like, oh, these are all goofy kills. Went, went back and watched them and a few of them like, were like, oh, God, like that was actually pretty rough. So Thanksgiving, better movie than I originally said it was. Mm-hmm. We could just review it every Thanksgiving, just the first one. Even when they come out with the sequels, we just keep reviewing. <laughs> and I just keep giving a better score each and every single time. Just progressively move up. The The problem with that movie was when we went to the theater, you just had the ultimate Boston accent sitting next to you. So. Oh, yeah. So everyone's laughing in the theater. I'm laughing at this guy. Dave, <laughs> Dave became best friends. He fell in love in the movie theater with this guy. We were yeah. high-fiving, <laughs> making plans, planning trips to Cancun and stuff. It was, to Hanover. Yeah. <laughs> so... All right, well, that is going to do it for our review of Talk To Me. We will get you our next movie very shortly because it's always every two weeks. Until next time, I've been Rob. That's Jesse and Dave. We'll catch you. Peace.